We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Monday afternoon. Uh, Matinee edition of... KFTV Live, presented by KnicksFanTV.com. It is playoff time. The regular season is over. The Knicks go 47-35 and 35 on the campaign, but now it's money time. So this week, we got an action-packed week of content here at KnicksFanTV. And on today's show, I had to go all the way to South Florida <laughs> to get this guy off the pickleball court. He was busy... In his retirement, playing shuffleboard and doing all those things that Floridians do. But we had to talk to a man. Welcome back to the show. Formerly of the New York Post, beat writer of the Knicks for over 20 years, Mark Berman returns to Knicks Fan TV. And we're going to talk about some of the key storylines for this Knicks Cavs series and get Mark's take on all of it, man. So hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Call us up 657-383-1509 or... You can hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. Money time. Mark, how you feeling, man? Very great, CP, but uh, not pickleball, but tennis. I'm not. <laughs> in 10 years, I'll be reduced to the pickleball court when I can't run around. But I do want to just start out to, uh, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, my I, wife bought it. Oh, hey, okay, there we go. Relax. Yeah, my wife was for me. I, I didn't even understand it. But things are going great. It, honestly, this is the first time I've kind of started to miss the beat. Playoff time is what it's all about. And uh, two years ago at the Garden, game one versus Atlanta, that was one of my favorite nights yeah. of my career. Even though the Knicks lost at the buzzer with Trey Young over Frank Nilakina. What a special night. The Garden had never been louder. First time 16,000 fans packed the arena uh, in over a year. And it was just an amazing, amazing night. 
And unfortunately, game one is in Cleveland, but I imagine that is a loud arena. Mm. I don't know if it's still called Quicken Loans Arena. I'm not sure what it's called now, but yeah. that is a very loud arena. They have very good fans. It's going to be a tough game one on the road. Not a good, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. And, and as you mentioned two years ago, uh, with with, the, with this team making it back to the playoffs. I was there for game one. The electricity, you could feel it. I had goosebumps. I mean, the, the MSG was just rocking, man. I had never heard anything like it. And so hopefully we could recreate that feeling uh, when the Knicks return to New York for game one. But uh, let, let's go back through this season, though, Mark. 47-35 and 35 is where they finish on the campaign. Fifth seed in the East. Did they surpass your expectations? Or how do you feel like this team did this season? Oh, definitely. After last season's horror show, I mean, this was just an amazing turnaround. Uh, Brunson, obviously, the MVP of the team. Thibodeau privately feels that Brunson should have been the all. If the Knicks only had one all-star selection, uh, Thibodeau thought it should have been Brunson. As amazing as Julius uh, fared this season, Jalen was the MVP of the season for the Knicks. What a great signing. If you remember that draft night, a lot of Knicks fans, maybe you included, were baffled. What are the Knicks doing, giving up their lottery pick to create cap space? He's a leader. He's a winner. He's a great point guard. But against Cleveland, it's going to be interesting. He doesn't have Luka on his side. And, uh, you know, Garland, uh, defensively, you know, we talk about Jalen's offense mostly, but defensively, you know, he was okay, but Garland's going to be a handful for him. Yeah. That's going to be a tough matchup, uh, I think, and a potential key to the series. Yeah, no, no question about it, because outside of Okoro, you, you're not really going to be able to to hide Brunson anywhere, and and you're not going to put RJ on on Garland, right? So Brunson's going to have to most likely guard uh, Darius Garland to, to start this series off, and then on the flip side, We'll see what the health of Isaac Okoro uh, will be by by game time. But, you know, Okoro's going to try to be a problem for, for Brunson. And, and I can imagine that they're going to try to double-team him a lot and try to take the ball out of his hand. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see not just how he responds, uh, but the supporting cast as well. And uh, I'm in terms of that supporting cast, it starts with Julius Randle, man. The, the health of Julius Randle. How will he look? Will he be ready for game one? I know they will uh, They will give us an update on, on Thursday. So we'll see if he'll be ready for game one. But he's going to be critical for me for this team to win this series. What's your yeah. take on it? Uh, without a doubt, uh, he's going to – I would be shocked if he wasn't on the court. I mean, he was yeah. trying to stay in the game that night against Miami with his ankle falling off. So I, I would be shocked if he wasn't out there for game one. What you said about Brunson and him scoring against an Okoro. Also, you know, Jalen likes to get inside, and Cleveland has a lot of length uh, there with Allen and and Mobley, so that's going to be tough for Brunson. But getting back to Julius, listen, I I would be more optimistic if we knew that Julius was 100%, and we don't know what kind of shape he'll be in. Historically, We've done stories about Julius coming back from an all-star break and his first game back is always lousy. And he admitted, I finally asked him about it. And he goes, yeah, I don't know what it is. I take an all-star break, I come back and I don't have the rhythm. So Mm. he's a rhythm guy and I'm worried about not just his health, but, you know, what kind of rhythm he has after not playing, what, since March 27th or something. He's been out 
for a while. So it's a big concern. And listen, it's not just about the offense with Julius. He's a great rebounder. Right. Doesn't get credit for it. They need rebounding in this series. Cleveland has a lot of height. And Julius, as a rebounder, is going to be crucial. So just having him on the court rebounding the ball will be a blessing. Because Obi Toppin, I know your fan base and, you know, there's a big love affair with Obi. But the rebounding fact, he's he was a good, very good rebounder in college. Yeah. Has not been a rebounder in the NBA. Yeah, that, that will be critical. And because, you know, Cleveland as a team, they're, they're not a great rebounding team. But you have Mobley, you have Allen there in, in that front court to tangle with. Uh, the Knicks are going to have to get physical and get on the glass against those guys. And if Julius isn't 100%, as you said, his conditioning will come into question. You know, how will he be, how will he fare after missing time and then jumping right into playoff intensity? That's yet to be determined. So I think Obi's role is going to be very critical, not just offensively, shooting the ball very well, which you, which you like, especially from downtown. But his defense and his rebounding against those guys, if they need him, he, he's going to have to be there to deliver if Julius can't. Yeah, CP, I heard you with Dexter on the SNY New York Post uh, show, and you mentioned how Obi is shooting the three ball beautifully. And he had a great close to the season, but that's, again, Obi playing in relatively meaningless games mm. And doing really well, like he did late last season, a lot of meaningless games, Obi draining three-pointers and doing what he does. Let's see in the heat of the playoffs how Obi fares. I will say against Atlanta in that playoff debut for him, he was good. And he electrified the crowd. He showed a fearlessness. So that makes me feel good about Obi's uh, you know, situation going into this first round playoff matchup. But listen, you need Julius and Obi. Uh, I don't think on paper, Cleveland is a much better team than the Knicks if Julius is a non-factor. Yeah, n- no question about it. And as you mentioned, Obi's debut in that Hawks series, we were looking for more playing time for him to be able to pull Capella away from the basket, open up the spacing a little bit more, and then provide that three-point shooting I'm looking at that situation similarly here against Cleveland. If you have the Twin Towers in the middle of Mobley and Allen, you know, Mobley's a top defensive big man in this league, defensive player of the year candidate. So if Obi can pull him from the basket, open things up, open the driving lanes up for Brunson, for RJ, for IQ, whoever it is, I think that would certainly be a plus. Um, But it's going to start with his three-point shooting and it's going to end with his his defensive rebounding. Um, On to quick. Because I think outside of Jalen, outside of Julius, I think Quickly's role is going to be vital here to not just provide a, a spark from the bench unit, but, uh, you know, Tibbs likes to use him as a closer. You like the fact that he can help move the offense, get the team in rhythm. He can play make. I think that's going to be vital, especially if Cleveland tries to target Brunson. You're going to need another guy that can help play make for others and create shots for himself. To me, Quickly's ability to to hit those shots and be efficient shooting as of late is going to be vital in this series. I mean, that's what makes this Knicks team a whole lot better than the one two years ago when Quickly was just a rookie. So, listen, also, besides the offense and the three-point threat, you know, Quickly is playing such good defense. His defensive IQ is really strong. Speaking to some scouts, the way he is able to get through screens – he seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's so aggressive. Uh, defensively, he'll be key also. But listen, he's got that three-point shot. That's why they drafted him, because yeah. he was a three-point shooter. But he has added 
more than just his trademark uh, floater, he's doing other mid-range things to yeah. open up things for himself. So he is a big reason why the Knicks are a better team than two years ago. And he'll be crucial. And I think he's also fearless. Yeah. I don't think anything scares him. Great free throw shooter, of course. Free throw shooting so important, which Julius, that's Julius's uh, big addition. He's, you know, getting to the free throw line a lot mm -hmm. and he's been draining free throws. So uh, quickly is a big X factor because, listen, you got Cleveland, you got Levert coming yeah. off the bench. And listen, I remember watching Levert with the Nets in the bubble. He was sensational in the playoffs uh, and in the bubble. And uh, he could be a big X factor for the Cavaliers if they don't stop Levert coming off the bench. Uh, and, and if Levert outplays quickly, the Knicks could be in trouble. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, big time. And Levert's a guy, he, he can get it going in bunches. We, we've seen him. He's capable. There's one game where he and Spider Mitchell combined for almost 80 points. Uh, and so we, we know Levert can get it going. And I think... One guy that's going to be tasked with slowing him down, whose defense hasn't been that great, Mark, uh, has been R.J. Barrett, man. And when we look at this next season, we talk about the contributions from the young guys. The fans are down on R.J., Mark. He, you know, he signed the contract, the four years, 120. The expectations, as you know, have risen. But we just haven't seen that jump in year four for R.J. Barrett that most fans expected. Uh, what what do you think about RJ's season this year and his role? Yeah, well, series? anytime I wrote a negative thing about RJ's future and potential, I just got 
cremated on Twitter. Everyone's mm. saying, well, you're so negative about RJ, blah, blah, blah. But he, again, did not make the jump. Uh, you know, his three-point shooting, it's so up and down. He was not good also two years ago against Atlanta in the playoffs. He right. did not step up, but he was much younger then. Uh, defensively, listen, when Walt Frazier takes you to task on television about your defense, yeah, something is not right. Uh, he needs a big series uh, for the Knicks to upset Cleveland because, listen, I don't look at the odds and all the draft kings and stuff, so I don't know exactly what it is. Mm. But the Knicks are the fifth seed. They are the underdogs here, especially in Julius's situation. But RJ, number three pick in the draft, listen – Zion is not not going to play, and you know John Moran had his issues. So, like RJ may be looking uh, pretty good compared to those guys, but uh, the Knicks need RJ to be consistent and not be that erratic player where one night he could go 0 for 8 from the three point line, yeah. like Reggie Bullock did uh, against Atlanta. Which is another reason why the Knicks are better. Like they needed Reggie Bullock two years ago against Atlanta to perform the way he did most of the regular season. And he also had a terrible uh, shooting series against the Hawks in the uh, playoff uh, route by the Hawks. And at 31% shooting from three, the Cavs are going to let RJ shoot it, right? They're going to collapse that paint on him. They're going to give him those open jumpers. So you want to see him knock him down since he's come back from the illness, hasn't been able to shoot the ball as efficiently. He's been able to finish a little bit better on his drives, which is good. But against his Cavaliers team, that's number one in opponents points in the paint. They're not going to let him come inside and there's going to be a lot of attention there. So for one thing for RJ is I want to see him be able to play make off of those drives, not just force everything. It's what Tibbs has talked about. Don't always force the issue, um, but also see if he can knock down at, you know, a, a respectable amount from, from three because the Knicks are going to need it. Yeah, I mean, even uh, late last season when everyone was throwing bouquets at RJ, Tom was always talking about we need RJ to be able to make the right decision when he's getting the basket and he's double teamed. And unfortunately, it's still an issue. And, you know, sometimes you can't teach that. Sometimes that's just instinctive. That You know, those amazing playmakers like Jason Kidd, they just have it built in them. And right now, RJ is just not producing that way as a, a distributor. Yeah. Well, one thing that we've seen over his his four years with the team, or at least the three years with Tibbs, is that Tibbs has never really been afraid to sit him in 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 return for someone else, like a quickly or a Hart or even a Grimes. And so I think the depth of this Knicks team this year, yes, we want to see RJ playing better, but I think they have the depth where in that fourth quarter for offense and defensive purposes, Tibbs will quickly go to, go to quickly, no pun intended. No pun intended. Hart yeah. and Grimes. How about Quentin Grimes, Mark? Last 10 yeah. games, you shooting damn near 50% from three. Grimes has yeah. arrived. Listen, I, I thought Quentin uh, b- before recently was a little disappointing, not consistent enough. Obviously started the year hurt, didn't have a great training camp because of his injuries. But – He's a smart player. He's a great defender. He can be a three-point sniper. Uh, we haven't seen enough of it. But, yeah, he, he closed very well. Another key uh, guy in this series. Uh, but, again, you know, this is his first playoff. Uh, you know, it's a different ball game in the playoffs. It's a different spotlight. So, 
you know, at least RJ has been there before. Even IQ has been there before. Obi has been there before. This will be the playoff debut for Quentin Grimes, and let's see if he's able to step up and play like he did in these last few games. Which, you know, unfortunately, these last few games didn't have the same meaning. Yeah. So the step up now. And listen, I think it's great that the Knicks have five, six days off. It's almost a week. Saturday yeah. uh, is the debut. They, they played yesterday. Because the Knicks have the coaching edge. I mean, Tom Thibodeau is a master, and he's going to have a great game plan defensively, and he's got a lot of days to come up with it. And Bickerstaff is a good coach. He's a solid, good, young coach. He's not Thibodeau. And and speaking of Grimes, he's going to have his work cut out for him because Donovan Mitchell has not slowed down one bit since the last regular season matchup between these two teams. He went on a tear four straight 40-point games, uh, averaged a career high, a career best, 28.3 points per game. What do you think about Donovan Mitchell and his impact on this series, man? It's funny that we haven't uh, discussed Donovan yet. Listen, the last two seasons, you know, Donovan had an inefficient playoff, uh, (laughs) especially last year in the first round against Dallas, did not play well, did not shoot well. Two years ago, his efficiency stats were mediocre. Uh, and the Utah Jazz just did not go as far as they thought they would. So this is a big moment for Donovan. He had an incredible uh, season, and I know it's still a debate on Knicks, with Knicks fans. Should they have pulled the trigger? Should they have not pulled the trigger? Uh, I still feel they should have pulled the trigger. Mm. But we'll see. Listen, Donovan going against the Knicks, the NBA has to be licking their chops. I think this is the most... Maybe the closest first-round matchup, it's going to be a very closely contested. And I think every game comes down to a couple of possessions. Yeah. And Donovan's a great closer, has been in the regular season, and that's where the Knicks, you know, you, you'd rather have the ball in Donovan's hands, unfortunately, than Jalen Brunson or, or Randall's hands for a final shot. So if a couple of these games come down to the final possession, you know, you give the edge to Cleveland when you have a Donovan Mitchell, and uh, he's going to want this series so badly. Maybe he's going to be have too much adrenaline going, but he's a problem, and the Knicks have to hope that, you know, he'll, he has erratic nights, yeah. and they have to hope that his playoff this year resembles more like last year when Jalen Brunson's Mavericks uh, kicked uh, Donovan's Jazz out of the playoffs. Yeah, no question about it. And salute to Knicks Nation. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're talking to the great, the retired Mark Berman, <laughs> formerly of the New York Post, man, friend of the program. Everybody, salute to everybody on this lunchtime hour. Uh, previewing the key storylines of this Knicks versus Cavs matchup. We're looking very much forward to it. April 15th can't come soon enough. But Mark, you know what? I, I might give the spider a slight edge in the clutch. But Brunson's no slouch, man. Third in the league in crunch time. This is why the Knicks got him. And this is why I'm I'm confident that when these games do get tight in the fourth quarter, when we don't have to go to Julius anymore. We don't have to go to RJ. You put it in Eleven's hands and get out the way. Let him create. To me, he is an elite shot creator, something that this team hasn't had, especially at the point guard position. And when you go back to the Western Conference playoffs last year, Jalen was spectacular. I know he had Luca on his side, but he's shown this regular season it wasn't all about having Luca as a teammate. So it's a great sign that Jalen has won a, uh, a couple of NCAA championships and got 
the Mavericks post the NBA finals. Uh, that's the leader you need. That two years ago, they didn't have a leader going into the playoffs who had yeah. been there before. Julius Randle, amazingly, two seasons ago, making his playoff debut. And so hopefully Julius will have that experience now. He knows what it's like. So having Jalen, you know, be in that locker room, explaining to these guys how the playoffs are different is vital. But with the ball in his hand, if I needed a final shot, I'm still taking Donovan. But yes, Jalen is a big upgrade from the Knicks for what the Knicks have had since maybe Carmelo, right? Although Carmelo, unfortunately, he was an amazing closer with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. But then after the 2012-13 season, he, he his clutch stats were not there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jalen being able to go to Jalen uh, for a final shot is a is a big improvement. Listen, Julius can draw a foul and uh, all, but as a closer, you know, he did hit the the miracle shot against Miami. But yeah. as a closer, he still has not proven. Uh, enough. How about the battle of the benches, Mark? I, I think the bench, the Knicks bench, is is the one that can swing this one with the way that Quickly's playing. The heart acquisition I thought was tremendous for this team. He's going to be closing, and, and the thing is, is that he'll also be guarding Donovan Mitchell. So he, Mitchell won't have a night off between Grimes and Hart guarding him. The way Hartenstein has turned his season around on defense and rebounding, and even his passing ability, I think this Knicks bench is stronger than Cleveland's, and I, I think they could swing the series. Well, that's a great point about Hardenstein, uh, Hardenstein, because, first of all, this is Mitchell Robinson's playoff debut. There you go. Uh, two years ago, broken hand. Nerlens Noel is their starting center. He had a, a very poor series against Atlanta. I guess he was a little gimpy. But we'll see what Mitchell brings to the table also. And if he's not bringing enough to the table – you're right. Their backup center will be huge, and he had a great, great uh, finish to the season. It was a very good signing. I'm told that the Clippers uh, did want to re-sign him, uh, mm. and the Knicks just got you know the Knicks did did well with that. They did very yeah. well with that. Uh, so the bench, yeah, Levert is terrific. Listen, Osman, unfortunately. There's some snipers off the bench that could hurt you. Osman yeah. is a good three-point shooter. Uh, you know, the, if if he if he could give them a few three-pointers off the bench, that's going to hurt the Knicks. But having IQ, and then even in a pinch situation, do you put Miles McBride in there for defense if they need if they're getting torched? You know, maybe Miles comes in. I mean, Thibodeau has more uh, weapons off the bench. And then he did two years ago in the playoffs. Yeah, no no question about it. And when you mentioned McBride, and we talked about Grimes, we talked about IQ, the debate in terms of whether or not to have gotten Mitchell, I think that that will rage on, especially throughout this series. But as you look back on this season, Mark, the Knicks' young players have been every bit of a factor in this team's success. And you got to give credit to Leon Rosen and, and his staff this year because after a lackluster offseason last year, Every move they've hit on, including their draft picks, have contributed. The, the moves that they made this year, including their draft picks over the past, have contributed to this 47-win season. Hey, everyone. Alex here. Has there ever been a moment in your life where you're trying to buy a ticket to an event and it was just a hassle? You know, trying to find them at the last minute, hunting down the best price, competing with other buyers for that popular event you're trying to attend? For me, it was buying Nick's tickets not too long ago. 
As you know, I'm out here in Boston, and when the Knicks were in town, it was just a pain in the butt to get some tickets. And buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. So download the app GameTime or go to GameTime.co. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. If you're in the New York area right now and you're a sports fan, there's a couple things that you may want to check out. You know, the Giants are in town facing the Yankees, so maybe you want to head over to Yankee Stadium. If you're a Knicks fan like me, the Wizards are going to be in town, so maybe you want to go over to MSG and rock your orange and blue. Or maybe you're a Mets fan. You got the home opener next week. The Miami Marlins will be in town, so why not check that out? Either way, make sure to use the Game Time app because it's simple and easy to use. Also, they got flash deals, and you can always find tickets at the last minute. And if you're like me, you want to know where you're sitting and what your seats look like, and they always give you images of the seats and the views. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co, create an account, and use the code KFTV for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code KFTV for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, that summer after the playoffs was not a lackluster uh free agency it was a disaster yeah but they were able to you know get back on track and it's shocking that Derek Rose fell off the map and Evan Fournier obviously Thibodeau just did not trust him as a two-way threat uh 25th pick in the draft to hit on Quentin and and uh and quickly yeah is is remarkable and Miles at 36 is excellent. Uh, you know, Obi was in a tough situation behind Julius. Scouts still think you put him in a different place and he's a different player with more confidence and a starter. Yeah. But we don't know that yet. But the draft has been excellent. Leon does deserve a lot of credit. Uh, Walt Perrin, he really hired a lot of good people. Uh, you know, Wesley has a lot of influence, but, you know, he's never been a scout, but he's been around the game, and he's, he was one of the people who really pushed for quickly that night, uh, as did the former assistant coach, Kenny Payne. So you do have to tip your hat to Leon. He would get more credit if he ever just talked to the media, mm. but it looks like the beat writers just barely mention him uh, they don't give him the credit he deserves because he hasn't spoken to the media. I've lost count, but it's going to be closing in on two years. I mean, he didn't even do an MSG Network thing this year during the season, no. I don't think. No, he didn't come so, to Knicks Fan TV either, man. He's been ducking us since <laughs> he got here. That's man. the worst offense. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Leon's done well. And I, I'm surprised that even after the trade deadline, 
making that heart move, getting rid of reddish, which was a mistake, yeah. and getting heart. Just doing a media. Why don't you do a media availability to explain it and talk about the success? I'm just baffled by it. Mm. But anyway, hats off to Leon and his staff. What do you think should happen? You know that the Mavs have come under fire all week last week for their blatant tank job. And uh, the next pick that they acquired in the Porzingis trade is hanging in limbo right now. What do you think about what happened there and what the league should do? Well, covering Mark Cuban for so many years, uh, he obviously, this was just more than uh, a tank job. This is sending a message to the league mm. about your play-in tournament, mm. about how you have let load management dominate this league, allowing players to, uh, allowing teams to sit players all the time. When you're looking from a Dallas perspective, this isn't about getting a few more ping pong balls. This is about keeping your draft pick. So it's understandable to fight this play in tournament just to get the eighth seed, just to play the first seed. You kind of understand where the organization is coming from. I think Cuban sent a message to the players saying, I'm dissatisfied with what you guys did this season and we're pulling the plug. The big question is, what can Silver do? Is this going to be a lawyer-up situation? So many teams have sat key players for games. So how could you all of a sudden punish Cuban massively when it's being done all the time? And I'm sure Cuban has a lot of lawyers by his side. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I think what Cuban wanted to do was put this issue out there again. Because yeah. Silver yeah. thought the tanking thing was a little less of a big deal because of the play-in play tournament. And Cuban turned the tables on him <laughs> and said, no, we don't care about a play-in, a ridiculous play-in event to get the eighth seed. Yeah. You know, I would like to see that. I don't know what you feel, but yeah. I kind of, it was a nice change of pace. <laughs> I'd like to see them go back. I don't think they are. I yeah. think that this is set in stone, but I'd like to go back to the, regular eight-seed format. Yeah. But it creates interest. This will be fun this, these next few days watching the play-in. Uh, are you a yeah. big proponent of play-in basketball? I, I like it just for the fact that it's it's extra basketball. Last year was pretty entertaining with the way the Pelicans were able to make it in there. Obviously, for the league, it's, it's extra TV time, extra revenue there. They tried, as you said, to... Uh, add that in there to to avoid tanking, but as you said, Cuban Cuban tried to send him a message, man. So gonna gonna be interesting to see what happens. What what about the in season tournament, Mark? What would you take on the in season tournament? Again, I don't like it. I, I know either. they do it in England and like in the soccer. Yeah, and I never understand what is going on. I'm trying to figure out what what is this tournament <laughs> Just, about. Why? Right. I, I I don't know enough about it, but I know enough not to like it. I yeah. I, I I feel like. I, I don't understand the purpose exactly. Like what the winner of the tournament, I, I just don't get it. I, yeah. I, I don't think it's needed. And, you know, Silver is trying to create more interest in the regular season. Right. The, the, the real solution is to cut down the regular season, the season games and go from 82 to 70, but that's right. going to cause a loss of revenue. And right. with this contract's outrageous. They're not going to do that. But yeah. 82 games is is too long. And that's why the play-in tournament, I feel the seventh seed 
shouldn't be bounced out after a couple of games. They 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 fought their way to the seventh seed. They earned it, and then they may not make the real playoffs. Yeah. But what do you feel about the regular season uh, in season tournament? I I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's it's not soccer. Like you, you soccer, you're able yeah. to do that because you have so many teams and so many leagues and so many dream matchups that won't happen during the regular season. But in the NBA, like for example, if Dallas were to win, you know the the Little Caesars in season tournament and then not make the playoffs, then who cares, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, like who cares? Yeah, it, it, I bet it's a one year experiment. It, it, did they announce it more than? Just uh, next I'm season? not sure in terms of the length, but they did announce kind of like the rules and everything. So I had heard about this from last year that they were trying yeah. to get this done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he was talking up, but I'm hoping it's just a one season thing and. And we'll see how it goes. But I, I don't think it's going to be a durable situation. Yeah. And I think the players, you know, they also will have trouble getting motivated for it. And, you know, listen, it, it, it's another thing for TV, I guess. And yeah. they're going to promote it and hype it. And But we'll see if the fans really catch on to it. Knicks Fan TV Live. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're talking to the legend that is Mark Berman making his return to Knicks Fan TV. Uh, Mark, we opened the show. You mentioned how with, with playoff time is when is the time that you, you really missed the beat. What, what was your favorite memory in, in those years and covering the team in the playoffs? Well, 2012-13 was such an exciting regular season, and we were writing about this that team as a championship contender. Yeah. And, you know, that Boston series was fantastic. I mean, I think that arena in Boston is so loud also, mm. uh, and to beat Boston. But then the Pacers, I I still have nightmares of the Roy Hibbert yeah, block but, on Carmelo. It turned yeah, around. It literally, forget about just eliminating the Knicks from the playoffs. It sent them into a tailspin that lasted you know, many seasons until they finally made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Unfortunately, 23 seasons, and I probably covered four playoffs or mm. five at most. So, unfortunately, there's been a lot of years where in March, March 1st, the games wouldn't matter anymore. And it was very depressing going to the arena that night, and the games didn't matter. And mm. and that's why, you know, last season was difficult. My final season was difficult. I mean, it was such a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And then to have this happen, it's great. And now the beat writers have a full week yeah. to hype it up like it's the Super Bowl <laughs> uh, with with the days off and and writing about this series. So that's that's really the fun part yeah. of the beat when you when you head into the playoffs and every little thing is magnified and everything because the regular season is such a grind. Mm-hmm. Eighty two mm-hmm. games is too long. Yeah, but then you come down to this moment and it's just. What it's all about. Who's the favorite? Your favorite player to cover over those last twenty years that gave you maybe uh, the most sound bites or I mean, most professional? Yeah, I, I, Carmelo was was up there, and I, I've said this before. There wasn't a question you could ask Carmelo that he would dismiss or yeah. make you feel bad about asking it. He a- answered every question as with a candidness. He was always a delight. Very rarely, even after a tough loss, he was disappointed, but 
not in a way where he was abrasive to the media. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same about Julius Randle. Right. You know, when things are going bad, Julius gets a little surly with us or did get surly with us. I think this season uh, he was better, obviously. But uh, Carmelo was a real gentleman on the court and off the court. I don't know how it's going to end for him. I I was a little surprised that the Knicks didn't try to bring him on, but mm. things were going so well, they didn't want to tinker with that locker room. That's how Leon is. Mm. Like when I think it was two years ago at the trade deadline, they didn't do anything because Leon was afraid of making a little upgrade to mess up what they had going. Mm. So, um, but yeah, no, Carmelo was was probably number one. Amare also was a joy. Mm. Uh, he was a great guy in the locker room, great to the media. I just wish his career with the Knicks had lasted longer and, you know, the injuries didn't take its toll. Yeah, likewise, man. And, and uh, you know, when during Julius's hot stretch, there was a big debate amongst the fan base. Who's the better, Nick, Julius or Carmelo? I said, I, I said it's obviously Melo, but also I pointed to that fact that he never ran from the media when things got tough. That's one thing. Um, Carmelo always held himself accountable. And, and spoke. He never dodged, and the Knicks never said he's not available. He always put himself in that microphone and, and took the bullets for the team. Yeah, he did. And and if, I think even this season, there was a couple of times where Julius didn't talk. But last season was just just a disaster with Julius yeah. off the court and on the court. His media relations was at its worst. And I think that kind of shaped the season in some ways where his statistics weren't horrible, but all the other trappings uh, attached to last season uh, was was not was unseemly. And it's great to see the, his rise. And, you know, he has a very nice family. I've been on the plane with them during road trips. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it was fun to watch from afar uh, Julius's rise and the fans getting back on his bandwagon. True indeed, and they're going to need him to win this series, Mark. So with that being said, I'm going to let you get back to the tennis courts and and doing what you do best down there in retirement life. (laughs) But I need a prediction from you in this Knicks versus Cavs series. This is what the people have been waiting for, the Berman prediction. Here we go. Yeah, listen, I heard your prediction with Dexter on on our uh, SNY uh, uh, podcast with the New York Post. And I know that you uh, took the Knicks. Uh, Knicks in six. In six, yeah. yeah. But I'm going exactly reverse. Uh, I'm gonna, if, if Julius was healthy, if it was 100% uh, where I knew what Julius would be about, I would say the Knicks in seven. But because Julius's situation is such in flux, I don't know what kind of Julius is going to be on the court. I have a lot of respect for the Cavaliers roster with Donovan, Garland, I think Mobley is a great player. I think Allen is an underrated player. I'm going to have to take, especially with the home court advantage, I know how loud that building can get during the playoffs, Mm. during the LeBron era. Uh, I'm going to have to go Cavaliers in six. But I think every game is going to be close and a couple of possessions, you know, coming down to a couple of possessions, and that's where Donovan, I feel, is going to lift the Cavs to more victories than the Knicks. And I, I I say that I want I'm rooting for the Knicks. I just if I'm a betting man and I'm going online to bet, 
I'm going to have to take the Cavaliers. Oof. Oh, the man, the, the chat, the chat might be launching tomatoes at you, Bourbon. They were they they were throwing flowers when you got here. They might be throwing tomatoes on the way out with that prediction. I like I, like I said, I I agree with you. I think the the health of Julius is imperative for this team to win. If he's not healthy, I don't think the Knicks win. But I'm gonna go on the assumption that it's it's just a sprained ankle. Yes, there will be a little bit of rust, but he should be ready by game one. And I feel like the Knicks bench is what's gonna gonna swing this thing. And in crunch time, I'm putting it in 11's hands and, and see where it goes. I think it'll be a tough series, but I'm going Knicks in six, man. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, your uh, yeah. interview, and when you I thought you were going to say Knicks in seven. When you said Knicks in six, I was a little surprised. But no, I listen. If that happens, it's no shock. I think yeah. every game does does come down to the final couple of minutes. Maybe there'll be one blowout uh, in there, but I think. This is going to be a great, great series. It's going to be great TV with Donovan Mitchell going against his hometown team that did not pull the trigger mm. last summer. There it is, Mark. And, and one more time, hold up that that gift that, that your wife got for you, man. <laughs> so just hold that up. Yeah, yeah I just got it a few days ago. I don't know if you can see it. on, But, yeah, a very uh, touching gift by my yeah. wife who uh, was amused by that uh, little exchange yeah. with the next center. And with that prediction, quite apropos to end the show on that note, man. So, Mark, we definitely appreciate you giving up some time, man. We'll let you get back to the tennis ball court. Enjoy Florida. Retirement's looking good on you, man, and, and we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much, CP. I really appreciate you inviting me and remembering me. That was, that's very uh, touching, and you're doing an incredible job, and I feel that you and Dexter, next year, maybe you could do a podcast for the New York Post uh, on the side. There we if go. we have any time, but the New York Post hasn't had a podcast in a couple of years. So yeah, we got to bring it back. Amazing. We got to bring Big Apple Buckets back, man. <laughs> exactly. There it is. All right. Mark, Thanks enjoy the day, man. Thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Berman of the New York Post. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. How'd you guys feel about that, man? Mark is going, Nick, Cavs and six. Oof. Oof. I saw the tomatoes flying. We don't like that, Mark. But you can come back anytime, man. Great show. This is what I wanted to do for the uh, matinee crowd, man. We want to do all these live streams this week. We're going to try to do them during the day to get more people involved, get our friends from across the pond, some some action, some live shows. And uh, the phone lines will be up, man. Call us up, 657-383-1509 or the KFTV Discord. At 2 p.m. in just about an hour, I will be on with uh, Ian Begley and Ramona Shelbourne on SNY's YouTube channel. So check us out over there. Let me drop the link for you guys in the chat real quick. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. A quick preview session, man. I can't wait for this series. They asked me to jump out the window. I'm jumping, man. I'm jumping. And I'm rocking with Julius. In 30, we trust. We need you back. Need you back to win the series. What do you guys think? What were your predictions? What are your predictions in this series? I want to shout out my guy, Gotcha Open, man. Not just a channel, a franchise channel member, but he gives franchise channel memberships away, I guess, to his peers, his friends, his family. So looks like he sent four of these to, uh, he gifted four of these. So we definitely appreciate his support. Shout out to Gotcha Open, man. 
Shout out to Got You Open. So here's the lineup once again. I'll be on with uh, Ian and Ramona Shelbourne in just about an hour. Then tonight we'll be back. The Holy Trinity and Knicks Fan TV, CP Alex JD, for a mailbag QA playoff edition. So come with your questions. Knicks Weekly will be back tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The content is ready, man. We got guests for Tuesday. We got guests for Wednesday. We got guests for Thursday. And we got shows for Friday, too, man. So it's going to be action-packed. Stay tuned also for an announcement on the Game 1 Watch Party. 4040 is where it's going to be. So wait for the. stay tuned for the link to RSVP. And I'm telling you, man, we're we getting ready. We are getting ready. All roads lead to this Knicks versus Cavs series, and I'm looking forward to it, man. So we'll see you in a little bit. Great show, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.